the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the Daily Show Prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Is that a kazoo? Well, well, it happens once a year, and today's the day, my birthday. It's it's a funny thing in life. August 2nd means something to me, and nothing to almost everybody else. (laughs) That's the way it works. Let's be honest. Well, it is my birthday. You should read my column. It's up at my website and elsewhere. That came out yesterday. Tuesday is my column day on this milestone birthday in my life. It's reflections on life and death. Relevant to everybody. There's nothing political in it. And uh, I may read it again. I read it the third hour yesterday. Many of you don't get to, to hear all three hours. So I may read it again. In the meantime... I am watching I'm watching my country evolve into a Soviet like society with the suppression of dissent very common. Did you hear about the physics uh, Nobel laureate whose uh, speech was cancelled? Yeah, sure. Because he dissents on global warming. Yeah. A Nobel laureate in physics. What does he know? And that that's typical. And, of course, what happened uh, at Arizona State University. And now President Trump, it's a free speech issue. He could say all he likes. He thinks he was cheated. In, in the United States of America, you are arrested, indicted, convicted for what you do, not for what you believe. The number of Democrats who thought that Hillary Clinton had been cheated out, that Al Gore, how many how many Democrats said that Al Gore was cheated out of a victory against George W. Bush? It must have been in the millions, including some of the biggest Democrats. Can you imagine arresting them or arresting Hillary Clinton for saying that? That's what's involved here. It's, it's actually... Uh, very mm, disconcerting, disturbing is better than disconcerting, disturbing. I am currently reading a very, very long book on Russia between 1917 or 1916 and 1922 when it 
when the Bolsheviks took over Russia. The Bolsheviks were the communists. They were a small part of society, and they were ruthless, and they suppressed all dissent. And reading that book and living through America today and watching the left in America copy the Soviets, watching the newspapers copy Pravda, if you don't see it, I know why. You, you don't want to see it, and I don't blame you. I do not blame you. It is too painful. People avoid pain. I understand that. I really do. But that's what this is about. Aside from which, if we had seen this happen, if a right-wing government had done this to a left-wing the left-wing leader of the opposition in a South American country, we would have said, of course, what do you expect? It's a banana republic, at least if it was in Central America. That's where banana republics got their name. That's what we are becoming as well, corrupt like so many of the other governments have been in the Western Hemisphere. But it doesn't matter. People hate Donald Trump. And there's even, I believe, there's something else at work. I think there are two other things at work. Throw up as much smoke as possible to cover the real, real corruption of the Joseph Biden regime. And make sure that a more viable Republican candidate is not nominated. I do believe that the Democrats tend to believe that Donald Trump could not win. And so, if they, they may be wrong. It is not a stupid belief. Because those who believe he would win would have to argue that he would attract people who didn't vote for him in the past. And that he has not lost almost anyone in, in the present. And that may be true. I don't know. Maybe God knows. But I think those are the two animating factors. The spectacle of the head of the opposition and a former president being indicted on things he said and believed, or believes and says, is so frightening for this country. Remember what I have said over and over and over. There is no example of the left having power and not suppressing speech. There is no example. Liberals allow speech and conservatives allow speech. Liberals allow dissent and conservatives allow dissent. The left has never. And it won't now. And it isn't now. This, this is a very disturbing moment in American history. The confluence of my reading about the Bolshevik takeover and this, maybe I chose the wrong book to read now. I'm not kidding. It, it is having an emotional impact on me. The way the disunited right, oh, we don't like Kerensky, we do like Kerensky, well, no, 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 let's back Kornilov. I don't like Kornilov, the general. Uh, 
In the meantime, the Bolsheviks, under a monster, one of the great lies of the 20th century was Stalin was the bad guy, Lenin was the good guy. Stalin was the bad guy, and Lenin was the monster. Lenin was the monster who put the whole thing into play. Lenin started the torture and murder of those who differed. Lenin started the taking away of land from peasants and having the state, meaning the Bolshevik party, own it. God, when I think about how much land in the United States is owned by the Chinese Communist Party and Bill Gates, it, it's uh, something that, again, there's no, no attention is paid. But that, that's a scary thing, too. The fragility of civilization is why I am obsessed with the issue, is human nature basically good? If I believed the drivel that human nature is basically good, a truly stupid, naive, in the extreme belief, then I wouldn't be worried. Oh, people are basically good, so let the left take over. But, but human nature is not basically good. It's not basically evil. It's basically weak. But weakness in the face of the Lenins in the face of the left anywhere, is death. Weakness plus evil equals evil. Another equation of life, like secularism plus affluence equal boredom. This is a dark time but people hate Trump and I'll tell you what I admit has been surprising even though I have a dark view of human nature it has been surprising to me how many people are guided by emotions the idea that we live in the age of reason I only wish we lived in the age of reason. We have rejected the two vehicles to goodness on earth. God and the Ten Commandments and the Bible and reason. There are no other vehicles to goodness. That's a, that's a big deal. Yes, and on that note, happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. I really do. Fundraising it's fundraising month because it is my birthday in August. Good, good present if you and yes, if you want to give me a present, make a donation to PragerU. PragerU.com, 833-PRAGERU. We need to save this country. On MyPillow's 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold, Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in history on their MyPillows. You'll receive a queen-size MyPillow for $19.98 regular price, is $69.98, and just $10 more for a king size. 
You'll receive deep discounts on all my pillow products, such as bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you had your eyes on. Go to mypillow.com and click on the radio slash podcast square and use promo code Prager to receive this amazing offer on the queen size my pillow for nineteen ninety eight, or call eight hundred seven six one six three zero two. This offer comes with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money-back guarantee, it's time to start getting the quality sleep you deserve. So go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code Prager or call 800-761-6302 today. I have I have story after story about the, the closing down of this uh, society. It's being done by private enterprise as much as it is by the government AMC is that AMC the biggest movie theater chain? I'm not sure. They're one of them. Yeah, I know. I know they're one of. Yeah. Okay. AMC. This is uh, let's see. Fox News. Did you see this uh, piece? AMC abruptly cancels film documenting journey of detransitioners. That is that is remarkable. The American people are lied to about. The trans issue, as they are about so many other issues. How many Americans have watched or heard or read one detransitioner? Young person who understands how badly they were treated by being listened to when they were 10 years old by the monsters in white coats, the doctors, the psychologists, the psychiatrists who say to a 10-year-old, oh, you say you're a boy? Of course you're a boy. In a couple of years, we'll remove your breasts, your healthy, God-given, nature-given breasts. Because you can't order a drink, you can't smoke a cigarette, you can't get a tattoo, you can't vote, but you can start taking hormone blockers. You have no idea how many people cry every night because doctors and parents listen to them. AMC Theaters has abruptly canceled screenings of a documentary film showcasing the experiences of detransitioners following a campaign by a transgender group. This is what I mean. This is what the Bolsheviks did. The Bolsheviks represented as much of the population in Russia as the transgender groups do of Americans. But they wield enormous power because the media support them. When the issue becomes public, like with Bud Light, Bud Light got crushed by the public. But how many people won't go to an AMC theater now because of what it did? No Way Back, the reality of gender-affirming care, shares the stories of five young detransitioners and insight from a dozen medical experts on the harm being posed by health care providers pushing transitions. 
Producers of the film claim AMC shelved screenings scheduled to begin June 21st after intense pressure from a group called The Queer Trans Project. (laughs) Why did they give in? Did you ever hear of The Queer Trans Project? Laura Becker, a detransitioner featured in the film, slammed the move on Fox and Friends. This was last month. I just found out about this. I think it's incredibly dangerous to set this precedent of suppressing free speech, suppressing viewpoints that basically are just unpopular or difficult to deal with, Becker says. Okay. That's it. That is what is happening. You think that the heads of AMC really believe that a boy can become a girl or a girl can become a boy? They're cowards. That's what it is. And that is what, that's what leads to the deaths of society. Cowardice. Where's my favorite story? Oh, I didn't save it. The NAACP in Oakland. Did you send me that story? I think that's my favorite story of the day. They're condemning anybody who says defund the police. That's hilarious. Will they condemn them by name? Will they condemn Black Lives Matter? There is so much crime in in Oakland that the NAACP sounds like a conservative group. That blacks vote Democrat, overwhelmingly, is one of the greatest acts of self-harm in American political history, if not the greatest. Anybody who votes Democrat is voting to harm the country. But this is particularly true. Blacks were thriving under, under Donald Trump. But that doesn't matter to most so-called black groups. NAACP is in the pocket of the Democrats. Uh, Just as they all govern the cities in which mass killing is taking place. There are a lot of bad people in the world, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of good people, too. Most are in the middle. And if you don't have a strong police force, strong authority, then you will have a lot of bad things happen. It also, unfortunately, happens in more diverse societies. One of the many untruths of the left is that diversity is our strength. Diversity is our strength if we believe e pluribus unum from many one. It's, a, it's our strength if we don't have a diverse values. If we stuck to the Constitution, if we stuck to in God we trust, e pluribus unum and liberty, diversity would be our strength. Back in a moment. Many of you associate this music with Larry Elder for good reason, and why it's on, because Larry Elder is with me. It would be a calamity if 
I had to introduce him formally. I can't even imagine anybody listening or watching right now does not know who Larry Elder is. Larry Elder is one of the most important voices in the United States. I think that is that is the best summary I can give. He, of course, ran against uh, Governor Newsom for a recall and uh, became a very prominent figure nationally and certainly in California. People got to know somebody that I have known for many years, and he was a magnificent uh, talk show host for quite a number of years as well. Now he's running for president. He wants, uh, he's seeking the Republican nomination for president and just got back from Iowa. You should all watch his Iowa address, by the way. It will inspire you. So let me, let me be very candid, which I always am anyway with my audience. It is critical to have Larry Elder on the stage even if you support another Republican candidate, it is, it is extremely significant to have Larry Elder as one of the Republican, one of the Republicans on stage on, in Republican debates. In order for that to happen, Larry, first of all, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's a, it's a delight. What does one need in order to qualify? One needs 40,000 individual donors, and the donation is can be as small as $1. You can do so by going to my website, LarryElder.com, contribute as little as $1. The criteria doesn't seem to me to be that high, but it turns out it is for all sorts of reasons, most notably that Trump is in the race and DeSantis is in the race, and a lot of people feel that either one of those gentlemen will likely be the nominee, and as a result, it's been very difficult to raise the 40,000 individual donors. Mike Pence has been less successful so far than I have been, and this is a former vice president of the United States. So, $1LarryElder.com, and uh, at the very least, as Dennis pointed out, even if you want a different candidate or don't think that my chances are very good, at the very least, I'm going to put front and center some issues that, in my opinion, Dennis, our side does not talk enough about, if at all. Uh, and they are, number one, the epidemic of fatherlessness, which I consider to be the number one social problem in America. Number two, the lie that America remains systemically racist. It's not just a lie that's driving nonsense like reparations, which is the extraction of money from people who were never slave owners to be given to people who were never slaves. It's also driving things like race-based preferences, diversity, equity, inclusion, which is a complete rejection of what MLK wanted. He wanted a colorblind society, not a color-coordinated one. But more than that, Dennis, it's getting people killed. It's called the Ferguson effect or the George Floyd effect, and that's the phenomenon of cops pulling back from their normal proactive policing. As a result, in cities all over America, there are thousands of people who are dead or have been victimized by violent crime who otherwise would not have suffered if the police were doing their normal proactive policing. And then there's this absolute disaster known as urban education, K-12, through uh, in our big cities. Just to pick on two cities, Baltimore, 13 public high schools, Dennis, 0% of the kids can do math at grade level. Another half a dozen, only 1% can. That's half of all the public high schools in Baltimore, all located in the inner city, where either only 1% or 0% of the kids can do math at grade level. Chicago, 53 government schools, 0% of the kids can do math at grade level. Nationwide, there's something called the National Report Card, the 
it stands for the National Association, National Assessment of Educational Policy, the National Report Card. 85% of black 8th grader, 13-year-old kids can neither read nor do math at grade level. Half can't do basic reading, which means a substantial percentage of 13-year-old black kids in America are functionally illiterate. Yet the Democratic Party opposes school choice, where studies have shown improved graduation rates, improved test scores. Meanwhile, the elites, whether Barack Obama or Joe Biden or um, Elizabeth Warren, have their own kids in private school while denying the opportunity for black and brown kids to have the same shot. So if I can put these issues front and center, plus I want to sign an executive order that prevents you as vice president or vice president or your family members from lobbying for five years, I'm proposing a draft a bill that states can adopt to get rid of these soft on crime George Soros-backed DAs, and we need an amendment to fix spending to a certain percentage of the GDP, with exception for war and for natural disaster. Otherwise, government gets bigger and bigger and bigger, no matter whether a Democrat's in office or Republican is in office, largely because the main driver of our budget are the so-called entitlements programs. Let me use a word, unsustainable. Bill Clinton used that word to describe uh, Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Obama used that word, but nothing gets done because woe to any politician that runs promising to reform any of those. They will lose elections, so nothing gets done. The only way to do it is to lock the lawmakers into a room, make them reduce the spending because the law requires them to do so. That way they can go to the voters and say, don't hurt me. Uh, The devil made me do it because the number one agenda of most politicians is to get elected. Number two is to get reelected. So if you want somebody else, at the very least, I can put those issues front and center. Uh, and again, please do so by going to my website, LarryElder.com. You can donate as little as $1. Obviously, more is better, but $1, $1 is the minimum you can right, donate. But our task now is to get you on stage. Yeah. Nobody conveys many of these issues like Larry Elder does. Folks, it would be a beautiful thing if just my listeners alone made it, made it possible wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. It by the, would by be. the end of the day, Dennis, yeah. uh, your listeners should put me over the top. That's right. Yeah. LarryElder.com mm-hmm. and even a dollar. Right. But how about five? How about five? <laughs> and great clouds, a white walls, a blue skies. We're going to fly, feel all right. Somebody help me feel all right tonight. Now we go. Okay, so for reasons that are complex and unknowable to me, <laughs> I, I think I could understand Einstein's theory of relativity better than what happened. The last minute of the segment with Larry Elder, who's running for president, was not heard. So let me say it, and then please feel free to say it in your words. In order to qualify to go on stage in the Republican presidential debates, you must raise forty thousand dollars. Is that correct? No, forty thousand individual donors. I'm sorry. A, yes, a donation that's right. from forty thousand individuals. I blew that. Yeah, that's right. I I knew that, but I blew it. Forty thousand from individual donors. Correct. So, and the donation could be a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, but it has to be forty thousand different, forty thousand dollars from different people. Correct. Okay. So, my friends, if you heard him just the last second. And the, the br- brilliant and important moral and national issues that he raises, and no one raises as well as he does, like the fatherlessness issue. It, I don't care if you support Donald Trump or, or DeSantis or Vivek Rawaswamy, or these are wonderful people, but Larry Elder is unique. 
And if his voice is there, the country is helped. The Republican Party is helped. There is no reason why just my listeners alone, just today, my birthday, <laughs> could not get Larry Elder onto the stage. There, there are so many of you listening. You could send in one bloody dollar. In fact, Sean will pay you back. <laughs> yeah, he just nodded yes. Go to LarryElder.com. It's uh, it's so easy. It would seem so easy, Larry. Why isn't it? That's a good question. I would have thought that given the fact that I got three and a half million votes for governor, out of that that pool alone, I would have gotten 40,000 individuals to donate $1. It's been difficult for former Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, He is uh, not as far along getting the 40,000 as I am. This guy was a former VP. So um, I think it's because the you know the ten thousand pound elephant in the room is uh, is is, is forty five, and then there's DeSantis, and I think people are assuming one of those two will likely get the nomination. So what's the point? I, I guess. Well, uh, uh, but uh, there is a point. That's the whole point. Yeah. That's why I mm-hmm. invited you on. The point is, your voice needs to be heard. Right. The, the, it's so obvious to me that that's the issue, and and then. Only God knows what will happen then, because you blow people's minds when they hear you. Yeah, the same experts that said Donald Trump could never win in 2016 are now predicting what's going to happen. Nobody really knows. Uh, Joe Biden was uh, was dead man walking in 2020 until James Clyburn, after the Nevada caucuses, when Bernie Sanders, for one brief shining moment, was a Democrat frontrunner. He won the Nevada caucuses. They were scared bleepless because they were about ready to nominate a self-described Democrat socialist. Clyburn endorsed uh, Joe Biden on the eve of the South Carolina primary. The other candidates then coalesced behind him, uh, and he ended up getting the nomination, becoming president. But most people had given up on him. So you never know what's going to happen. The first vote uh, is not until the middle of January. That's the Iowa caucuses. That's, what, five months away. And then November in 2024 is almost, what, 11 months away, so 13 months away or so. So there's a long way between now and then, and anything could happen. Do you know the answer to this? How many have have reached the the 40,000 from individuals? I think about five candidates have. Trump, obviously. DeSantis has. um, I think Tim Scott has. uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has. uh, I think Nikki Haley has. Those are the ones that I know of. The others, I think, are, are struggling. Okay. Again, my friends, it is irrelevant who your favorite is or if you don't have a favorite yet. To have Larry Elder speak on that stage will be an earthquake, a moral earthquake in this country. On other matters, and we'll, obviously I will go back to that. Mm-hmm. Again, LarryElder.com, give a dollar. I mean, I'd like you to give 10. Okay. But the, 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 right now, the most important thing is just 40,000 people. Mm-hmm. For, that's it. That's it. And, and Dennis, uh, regarding my race uh, for governor, why I ran, what the issues are. I wrote a book. It comes out the first week of September. It's called As Goes California, My Mission to Rescue the Golden State. 
and save the nation. My goals are modest. And my argument is that what goes on in California infects the rest of the country. You know, we have a one-party state here. There hasn't been a Republican who's been elected statewide in 20 years. The Democrats have a supermajority in the Senate, a supermajority in the Assembly. Republicans need not even show up for work. And as a result, we have people leaving the state for the first time in 170 years. 500,000 people have left in about two or three years. People like uh, Elon Musk uh, has left, taking his, over the years, billions of dollars of state taxes that we otherwise would have had. Uh, Our test scores are near the bottom of all 50 states. We have a huge homeless problem. Uh, and our budget is uh, is uh, is a train wreck. I was given a um, a seminar on the budget when I ran for governor, and after two or three hours, I said, "This isn't a budget. This is a this is a crime scene. Uh, we are underfunded. Pension liabilities one point five trillion dollars, as T is in Tyrannosaurus. We've gone from having a one hundred billion dollar surplus that Gavin Newsom bragged about to a thirty billion dollar deficit. And now he signed a bill to set up a reparations panel, so every quote African American descendant of slavery close quote gets three hundred thousand dollars or more. It's absolutely insane what's going on in this state. And the book outlines what's happened in California and what can happen to the rest of the country if we don't stop what's happened in California from coming to a theater near you. What percentage of Californians agrees to the $300,000 quote-unquote reparations? I, I haven't seen any polls. I do know that the majority of blacks do, and blacks are only around 6% or so of California, but I saw some poll that said 80-some percent of blacks support reparations. By the way, I was called anti-black by Tavis Smiley, uh, the former NPR PBS host who bought a radio station and has a TV sh- radio show. I, I interviewed with him when I ran for governor. He referred to me as, as having anti-black views. I said, Tavis, what is it I, that I say or stand for that makes me anti-black. He said, you oppose reparations. I said, Barack Obama opposes reparations. He anti-black. He changed the subject. LarryElder.com, <laughs> just my listeners, just in the next five minutes, can put Larry Elder on the Republican stage. LarryElder.com, even a dollar. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager here one of my favorite people in the world. We have a very beautiful story, you and I. We do. It's a very touching thing. We do. Larry Elder's voice on the Republican platform when the debates take place would be society changing. So, again, it's so obvious to me what needs to be done. 40,000 people need to give at least a dollar. It's a simple... It's, it should be effortless to have his voice. It doesn't matter whom you support right now. Let people hear what he has to say. It will shock people in the best sense of the word shock. In a nutshell, what do you think of this uh, latest indictment or charges against Donald Trump? Uh, of the three uh, indictments against Donald Trump so far, this one to me is far and away the weakest. It's the one that CNN and MSNBC are taking the most seriously, but it's the weakest. Essentially, what Jack Smith, the special counsel, was saying is that Donald Trump lied to the American people when he said that the election in 2020 was stolen, uh, that he lied in speeches, he lied on Twitter, uh, and he came up with a dishonest legal theory about whether or not Vice President Mike Pence had the legal authority not to accept the results in certain states. Let me just respond to that. For four years and counting, Hillary has referred to Donald Trump as illegitimate president, said the election was stolen, 
She joined with Jill Stein to file a lawsuit against Wisconsin to overturn the results in 2016. Nobody accused her of undermining our republic. Uh, she was not under threat of losing her law license, as two of Donald Trump's lawyers right now are. Donald Trump has a First Amendment right to complain about the states. Specifically, in the in the indictment, they mentioned Wisconsin, they mentioned Michigan, they mentioned Pennsylvania. I've studied all three of those states extensively, Dennis. And there were all sorts of shenanigans in all three of those states. Donald Trump lost the lawsuits, but they were close. In Pennsylvania, both uh, Alan Dershowitz and Jonathan Turley, two left-wing professors, both of them thought that Pennsylvania changed rules and regulations because of COVID and that Donald Trump, his lawsuit would be taken up by the Supreme Court. Alan Dershowitz predicted that and that Donald Trump would win it. He was wrong on both counts, but these are not wingnuts in Michigan. Anyway, even if you're a wingnut, it's not against the law to be a wingnut. That, that's true. Uh, but but the point is, in the right. in the indictment, he claimed that the arguments were dishonest. Uh, Mich- Michigan, the Secretary of State used COVID as an excuse to send a mail-in ballot application to every registered voter, whether they requ- whether they requested one or not. Donald Trump lost a lawsuit two, All to, right. two to one. I wish we I wish we could continue okay. on that. But what, once again, nobody <clears throat> can recite these data like Larry Elder. Anything you give will put him on the stage. Please, LarryElder.com. God bless you, Larry Elder. Thank you so much, Dennis Prager. I appreciate it. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager. And I'm going to get into the male-female hour. Second hour Wednesdays every Every Wednesday is the male-female hour. However, my colleague and friend Sebastian Gorka has asked to come on for a moment, and I am touched because I suspect I know why. So, Sebastian, hello. Uh, Happy Wednesday, and I can't believe I'm intruding on the male-female hour, Dennis, but my intelligence sources tell me that it is again again your 25th birthday so in good hungarian tradition i wanted to pull your earlobe and wish you bulldog suratish napot you fierce i am very touched that was beautiful <laughs> <laughs> are you having a good birthday dennis i have many answers to that uh, question oddly enough one thank god just about every day is a good day for me. I, uh, I consider myself the ultimate lottery winner in life. Number two, yes, uh, there's been an outpouring of warmth, including you, which means the world to me. 
and it's a big birthday, and I thank you. Well, we are very, very happy to celebrate with you. I'm sure you have had a huge outpouring, uh, despite the fact that um, today is quite a day in American history, is it not? Yes, and if it weren't the male-female hour, <laughs> I would, we would continue. Yes, we would. So we'll do this tomorrow or anytime you're free. Good. I would, me good. Well, thank you best so you, much. Best, best to your music and the happy birthday, Dennis. Thank you. I appreciate it. Kiss and him say, Penn. Thank you, my friend. Folks, you might want to read. It's at, on my website, DennisPrager.com. My column this week is Reflections on a Milestone Birthday. They're very, it's a very open statement about life, about death. I think you'll be touched by what I wrote, whatever your age. One, one day, maybe this week, I'll talk about the sense of having won the lottery. It's an important part of my life. People who have terrible things happen to them often will say, why me? I say, why me, as often as they do. Why did I luck out? That, that's, now, I, I've worked very hard. All these things are true. I get credit for that. I get credit for having some degree of courage. But ultimately, I really do believe I lucked out in so many arenas. It's a wonderful feeling if you think that. So the answer to why me, for me, is so that I could do good on this earth while I'm here. I felt that at 15, and I feel that today. Okay, now we'll go to the male-female hour. This is an example, by the way, of good that I believe I have done with my life, the male-female hour. Couples around the country at events where I speak have come over to me and said something like, thank you for the male-female hour. It has so improved our marriage. Or I so understand my husband better. Or, Or any variation thereof. Because I'm very honest about these issues, and so people hear what I have to say. Okay, so today, fittingly, I guess fittingly, I'd like to make the case for marriage. It has to be made because fewer and fewer Americans and Japanese and Taiwanese, and Germans, and you named the civilization. I really would like to know, outside of Africa, where there is an increase in marriage. The African exception is an interesting one. Most people don't, most non-Africans don't know much about Africa, which is too bad. I've been to 20 African countries. I have a great interest in Africa. For one thing, I'll just give you one example. Africa may save Christianity. 
it would be. I would be surprised if the next pope is not African. Anyway, I would be very curious to know what Western country or Asian country has an increase in marriage. Do you know that 25%, you know how many millions of people that is? 25% of Americans age 40 have never been married. That's depressing. To think that I have lived long enough to go from love and marriage go together like a horse and carriage to 25% of Americans at age 40 not having been married. I was speaking to someone yesterday, a, uh, a Christian, conservative, spectacular person, just a very impressive person. And one of, the, one of this person's daughters is single in her mid-twenties. And I said, well, is she looking to get married? Is she looking for a husband? And the person said to me, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, well, she's preoccupied now with a career. She's, she's not thinking about that. I think she was 26 years old. You're a 26-year-old woman, and you're not thinking about getting married. You're thinking about your career. Has no one told you two things? The best men get married, and marriage makes the best men. Has no one told you that you have a better chance of getting a good man now than 10 years from now? career? <laughs> Listen, I believe I won the lottery in my career. Okay, I get paid well to touch people's lives. Can't get luckier than that. Most careers don't involve that. And when you look back on your life, you really want to look back and you, you didn't try at least to get married and make a family? Look, I know terrific people for whom that is true. They've never been married. This is not a comment on the character or goodness of these people. It is a comment on what the vast majority of people should be seeking The worst argument of all, I will say, the worst argument against marriage is that so many people get divorced. I'm one of them, by the way. To which I respond with my two favorite words in English. So what? People get divorced. My analogy, I think, is perfect. Do you not drive because people have car crashes? A divorce is a car crash. So I'd like you to respond. I'd like you, what would you say to a young person 
in making the case for marriage. Or, if you like, maybe you differ from me. 1-8-Prager-776-877-243-777-247. Male, female hour. Love and marriage, love and marriage Go together like a horse and cow Remind me what year this was from. I tell you, brother, you can't have one without the other. Hi, everybody. Male, female hour. Dennis Prager with you. It's an institution. 1955, yeah. 50s were, and 40s. Well, the 40s had World War II, but within America, and if you didn't lose someone in the war, it was a, a great time to be alive in this country. It's a big birthday for me. I wrote about it. The uh, You can see my column reflecting on this birthday at DennisPrager.com. Then it goes to many other places, but that's the easiest place for you to find it. On this edition of the Male Female Hour, Making the Case for Marriage, by the way, PragerU has a number of videos, cases for marriage. I know once why men should get married, I know. You know how you know how beneficial it is? Uh, in every way. They live men live longer earn more money, are less likely to, to become an addict, and more productive, more mature, everything. But you know what? The benefits are as profound for women. One of the most damaging idiocies of the 60s, the age of idiocy being inaugurated then, was that women don't need men. Well, you see see a lot of single women doing a lot of damage to society, and they are the least happy group in American history, single women, uh, right now, as we speak. Just, just thought you ought to know how profoundly unhappy they are. I'll talk about that later. Yes, it might go wrong. It might end up divorced. As I said the last segment, so what? You might be in a car crash if you drive. It's not a reason not to drive. Michael in Chicago, hello. Hello, Dennis. It's an honor to speak with you. Thank you. Happy birthday, and uh, coincidentally enough, today is my ninth wedding anniversary. So uh, it's a special day, August 2nd, for both of us. Go ahead. So I'm, uh, I'm 38 years old. Uh, like I said, I've been married for nine years. I still consider that to be uh, relatively young in a, in a relatively young marriage. My parents just celebrated their 50th anniversary last month. Um, there have been great role models for me. Um, but to, uh, to send a message to a young person today, um, you know, people always tell you that marriage is hard. And they say that things like, oh, 
you know, he'll leave the toilet seat up or uh, she'll spend too much money shopping and things like that. But, but I found in, in our marriage, it's the things that you can't control, um, whether it's, uh, you know, an illness or a, a loss of a loved one. Um, and having that, having that um, wife or a husband um, to help you get through those tough times uh, certainly has been uh, instrumental in, in, in my marriage. So do you leave the toilet seat up or not? Uh, never. My, my mother taught me better than that. <laughs> oh, your mother taught you to put it down. Interesting. That that was good. Uh, thank you and happy anniversary. I'm going to talk about the toilet seat for a moment because I think it's symbolic. Guys leave it up for obvious reasons. Women uh, put it down. My wife asked me to put it down after I use the bathroom many years ago, and I adopted the Prager rule. In general, do what the one who is more passionate about it wants. Like, he wants restaurant A, she wants restaurant B. The one who really, really, really wants A or B or really, really doesn't like the other one, generally speaking, go along with that person. What's What uh, What price do you pay? Anyway, people should go around thinking how lucky they are that they even have a dilemma of which restaurant will I eat in. For much of humanity, that is not a dilemma, I assure you. Toilet seat, what do I care? If she likes it, I'll put put it down. What, what, what difference does it make to me? And now, I'm so used to doing it, I do it in my hotel room when I'm alone. <laughs> and it cracks me up when I do it. And it's not just, it's not simply I'm a creature of habit now. It looks better. A gaping toilet seat ain't, ain't beautiful. Just to be honest, it looks nicer. Yeah, that's a very good question. If you put the seat down, how does your dog get water? Unfortunately, that was an autobiographical question on the part of Sean. The thought that that's that's the water that his dog relies on. We'll, We'll go with no comment on the Dennis Prager show. Okay, <laughs> let's go to Cleveland and Ida. Hello, Ida. Hi, Dennis. Happy birthday. And Thank every you. birthday is a milestone. I'm sorry, happy birthday and what? Every birthday is a milestone. Yes. Well, this one is particularly. Yes. Thank you. So let me share with you what I say to my three children. And I, I told the person who first answered how my 35-year-old daughter would love to get married. But with social media and everything, these men keep swiping, looking for others. But that's a different story. No, it's not um, a different story. You, you've hit on something, I think, that is important. There's always a possibility of a better one. It is is now... I think, normative. Well, it's dangerous because there are plenty of women, and probably men too, but I can only speak on the women's side because my daughter, 
And she's, of course, I feel a wonderful, beautiful young lady. And it's just really almost impossible because now on top of that, you know, they're trying to, she wants to somebody who hasn't been vaccinated because you're reading all this information about the spike protein with vaccines. So it gets the, the, the pot gets smaller and more difficult. That is a very interesting one. I'm not vaccinated. I admire your daughter, but I. It, there are too few men who qualify for that. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Go into the chapel and we're gonna get married. Gee, I really love you. Male, female hour. Case for marriage. And you you really better make it to your kids and grandkids because society is not 25%. To give you an idea of what a rise that is, 25% of Americans age 40 have never been married. In, 19, in the 1980s, it was 8%. 8 to 25 Some people need to speak well of it, even if you're divorced, as I as I have been. Huh. This is a very interesting call. I'm gonna, well, I'll take later. Jim in Vancouver, Washington. Very interesting. Okay, let's see. Yeah, you guys have good stuff. Like clothes or claws. In Oxnard, California. Hello. Klaus from Oxnard. Hi, Klaus. Hey. Just want to wish you a uh, big happy birthday, Dennis. Um, Thank you. You, you have uh, enriched my life. Uh, you have enlightened me on so many different topics. And uh, just want to wish you a, a long life because we need you. Very kind. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Alrighty. Well, uh, my case, uh, if I come across, and I have come across uh, younger people, and I ask them, uh, you know, why aren't you, are you dating? Why aren't you dating? And they're like, oh, I'll focus on career and education and this and that. And I would respond, well, if you get married as soon as you can, you know, don't be stupid about it, but... um, you would mature faster and you would uh, experience happiness on a deeper level. And that's what, especially the maturing faster part. Um, I have known folks who have gotten married in their thirties who have never been married before. And they were always in and out of relationships for months to years. And then they get married and they're so set in their ways of living, like, like you were talking about, or the, the, the previous callers were talking about, uh, the, to- the toilet uh, lid thing, you know, but on a much grander scale, more impactful. Um, and it just creates chaos. And I think when you're in your twenties uh, and you get married, your brain and your habits are more malleable and you adjust together, you live life together, you experience tragedies together, 
um, but you also experience uh, life's joys together. Why wouldn't you want to? Why would you want to be lonely and uh, and go traveling? Would you traveling with someone who wants to travel with you, experience those things with you, have a kid together, um, build a house, all those all these things? Why would you want to do that alone? Well, well said. The maturing thing is big. However, the number of young people who want to be mature is is very close to zero. It's not their fault. Nobody ever told them that that's important. They don't even know what it means. The term is not used. It's so old-fashioned in their in their ears and eyes. It's not used. If I went to a college campus and said, raise your hand if you think you're mature, they, I think they would think the question was absurd. What the hell is that about? Many people who are not married say they're not lonely. They are alone, but they are not lonely. Okay? I, I would ask them the same question later in life. Marriage is an investment for later in life. I always thought about that. There was not a day in my life, even in high school, that I doubted I'd get married. And that's a function of the society in which I lived. America, in its time, and Jewish Jewish life, marriage, is expected, demanded even. And I think that was a healthy thing. We don't live in a healthy time. A number of unhappy women should make the case for marriage in a nanosecond. A number of men sitting at home playing video games should make a similar case. We return. Hi, everybody. New York Times headline, banner headline. Trump charged with destabilizing lies in three conspiracies to overturn his defeat. Have I ever heard that as a charge? Never in my life. You are telling... Well, if destabilizing lies gets you indicted and theoretically imprisoned, uh, then the number of Americans who would be in prison would be larger than the number of Americans outside of prison. It is a destabilizing lie that the that you can uh, change sexes it is a destabilizing lie that men give birth it is a destabilizing lie uh, that the country is divided between oppressor and oppressed it is a destabilizing lie that all whites are racist uh, it's <laughs> god destabilizing lie and an ex-president who is the leading candidate to run for the next 
in the next election? I said in the first hour, and it is true, I am reading a book about Russia between 1916 and 1922, the staggering amount of death and torture and rape that pervaded that country when the Tsar was overthrown. And I watch, and I'm reading about how the Bolsheviks took over everything. They were a minority of the country, even though Bolshevik means majority, Nick. If you ever heard of the Bolshoi Ballet, which most of you have, Bolshoi in Russian means big. Bolshevik comes from the word Bolshoi, big. Menshevik it comes from Mensche, which means less. But the the less Nicks were more numerous than the big number Nicks. They they captured language just like the left does now in America. And I'm telling you, I, I'm seeing the Democratic Party conform to the Bolshevik Party, taking over the levers of government like the Department of Justice, destabilizing lies. You, you could be charged with that. Free speech allows you to lie, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even saying he did lie, but it does allow you to. If you could be arrested and jailed for lying, well, it's very hard to prove, first of all. You had to know it was a lie to be, to be charged with it. It's not a lie. It's just a mistake. What they're doing is they're suppressing. There's a guy on on the uh, on Twitter. He uh, there's a a video. He notes you should watch the ten minutes of Democrats denying election results. Any of them get arrested? Can you imagine if Hillary Clinton had been arrested under the Trump administration by the Department of Justice uh, for destabilizing lies about the 2016 election? You, you realize the screams that would come up from the left? Democrats objected to the certification of presidential elections in 2000, 2004, and 2016. Will Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and Jack Smith arrest these Democrats? Who made false statements and denied these elections? Will the FBI and DOJ arrest the Democrats and federal law enforcement officials who promoted the Russian collusion hoax in an attempt to overthrow former President Donald Trump? That's the, that's the, the, uh, the most obvious bigger lie in destabilizing election results. The Russia collusion hoax. Most sustained hoax in American media history. No, they won't because Joe Biden, Merrick Garland, and Jack Smith represent the corrupt political establishment, FBI, and DOJ that were caught in the 2019 Horowitz Inspector General Report and the 2023 Durham Report staging an insurrection against the duly elected POTUS, President of the United States, Donald Trump. 
They fraudulently opened up an investigation against him, falsely accused him of being a Russian agent, falsified information to spy on him, and attempted to overthrow the President of the United States. Last week, the same corrupt FBI and DOJ were exposed for offering Hunter Biden a sweetheart deal that protects him from felony charges or jail time for tax fraud and lying on a gun form. And he goes on, this man who sent this tweet out, it's correct. This is an amazing thing. The, what is the, let, me, let me see the LA Times. I'm curious what their headline is. And what the Wall Street Journal, do I, oh, I have it with me, I have that. Trump indicted in election case. What does that mean? Not a, not a very clear uh, headline. Ex-president faces four counts related to January 6th riot and attempts to overturn his 2020 loss. I heard one commentator note that I assume, it's an, it was an interesting point, be curious to get your take, that if they're charging you with a lie, you... Have you can bring evidence to show it's not a lie? Yeah. Maybe for the first time there might be a hearing on whether there is reason to believe there was corruption in the last election. The fact that the left declares it a lie doesn't make it a lie because truth is not a left wing value. There were so many anomalies in the last election that I don't know. I've claimed this from the beginning. I'm agnostic. I'm not. I do not support overthrowing the president. Very few Republicans do, in fact. But I'm not going to let you bully me. I mean, the idea of bullying me is absurd anyway. I'm not a bullyable person. But I'm not going to let you try to manipulate my mind into saying, oh, I know for a fact that the last election was honest. There isn't an honest bone in the Democratic Party's body. Leftists are not honest. That's, that's, that's just the way it works. Liberals are honest and dishonest. Conservatives are honest and dishonest. Leftists are dishonest. In the last week alone, because Florida has announced it will take PragerU materials... Uh, and allow teachers, let's put it this way, it won't do anything. It is allowing teachers to use PragerU materials in classrooms. The amount of dishonesty in every single report, and everybody on the left, the Miami Herald, the Tampa Bay uh, Tribune or Times, basically the whole left world, Daily Coes, Daily Beast, Slate, Slate. and and what they wrote, the dishonesty, the half-truths, which is the same as dishonesty, the lack of self-awareness, all of them use the same sources, so they watched a video of me, somebody did, speaking to Moms for Liberty in Philadelphia last month. 
And I mentioned that PragerU, on the issue of indoctrination, PragerU believes in conveying doctrines. And if that is indoctrination, we indoctrinate. So Miami Herald and all the others go, PragerU admits it's for indoctrination of children. So let me, let's understand. You tell children that there are more than two genders. That's not indoctrination. But, but if we tell students that God has been central to the American experience, that's indoctrination. Get it? And that's dishonest. That's just dishonest. You're listening to The Dennis Prager Show. We live in two different worlds, left and right. This is the New York Times description of the indictment of the president. In effect, Jack Smith, the special counsel, this is on its front page, an analysis by its chief White House bureau writer, a man named Peter Baker. Jack Smith, the special counsel who brought the case, charged Mr. Trump with one of the most sensational frauds in the history of the United States. One, quote, fueled by lies, unquote, and animated by the basest of motives, the thirst for power. In a 45-page, four-count indictment, Mr. Smith dispensed with the notion that Mr. Trump believed his claims of election fraud. Do you understand? Did you hear that, folks? This is this is the New York Times DOJ world. I, 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 it's so preposterous. They know whether or not he believed what he said. There's no doubt in my mind if Donald Trump placed on a lie detector, do you believe that you were elected? He would say yes and pass the, the test. There's no doubt in my mind he believes he was cheated. And there's no doubt in my mind that it is irrelevant whether he did or not. Does Joe Biden really believe that it's fair for biological males to compete against biological women? I'll bet you he would flunk that test. There's no doubt in my mind Joe Biden knows he's lying. There is no doubt in my mind. But he can't be arrested for that. <laughs> God, the sick world of the left, the sick. Quote, the defendant knew that they were false. Really? Jack Smith knows what Donald Trump believes. Wow. Based on, I'm asked based on what? Based on Jack Smith's certitude that it was ambition that drove him. That is Trump. The defendant knew that they were false and made them anyway to, quote, create an intense national atmosphere of mistrust and anger and erode public faith in the administration of the election. 
I'm curious. Did Dr. Fauci know that he was lying when he said that that there was no gain of function at Wuhan? He was not involved in gain of function at the Wuhan lab. Did he know he was lying when he said masks work? When he said earlier, masks don't work. If we start indicting public figures for lies, a lot of people will be in jail. Hmm. The first incumbent president in American history to receive more votes when he ran the second second time, when he ran for re-election, than he did when he was elected the first time and lose. An honorable human being can entertain the possibility that there was fraud, since it didn't take a lot of fraud in a few states to change the election. And since, as I have said from the beginning, Democrats believe that Donald Trump is a fascist, why is it not moral to prevent a fascist from taking over America? Democrats had the motive and the means to cheat. So you would have to argue that despite the fact that they think they were preventing a fascist from taking over America and could cheat, they didn't because Democrats are so honorable. Okay, that could be your position. Sounds a little phony to me, but you can't be indicted for it. I said that there were two different worlds. This is from which, which, uh, the Federalist on the right. This is how it begins its analysis as opposed to that of the New York Times that I just read to you. On Tuesday, President Joe Biden's Justice Department took the unprecedented step of indicting former President Donald Trump. Biden's chief rival in the upcoming 2024 election for repeatedly expressing his opinion that the last election was stolen, rigged, and unfair. That's exactly right. I, I, I guess Peter Baker would agree. The New York Times columnist. The question is, is that indictable? That's amazing. As I told you, I'm reading this book called Russia by Anthony Beaver, B-E-E-V-O-R. Long book on the Bolsheviks' ascent to power and the staggering horrors of the Russian Civil War. There is every parallel. Every. Well, no, not true. They haven't yet started murdering opponents. So there isn't every parallel. Outside of murder, which is a big deal, I acknowledge it, there's every parallel between the Bolsheviks and the Democrats. I can't believe I'm saying that, to be perfectly honest. We return. 
The Dennis Prager Show. Well, my friends, the biggest, uh, one of the biggest fighters in the country is Prager U. Prager University. And this is fundraising month because August is my birthday and it happens to be today. I have on the line Jenny Nohelty, the Director of Legacy and Special Gifts. So, Jenny, I spoke to you about six months ago. It's, you're looking great. And Thank I, you. So are you. Happy birthday, by the way. Yes. Well, it is, it is a happy birthday, actually. I, as expressed earlier, I feel like a lottery winner in life. Absolutely. Yeah. So tell us what, what this is, the, the legacy issue for PragerU. Legacy, I was brought on to help answer questions for donors um, when it comes to their legacy. Most people spend more time setting up a vacation than they do planning their estate plan. So um, if we could get you to spend a half hour, maybe make some thoughtful decisions, and then put your documents together, uh, that would be wonderful. Um, Most people set up what's called an I love you plan. I leave everything to my spouse. And then at the second death, we leave it all to our kids. Except we fail to remember uh, the potential uses and misuses by our kids or the influences on our kids. And sometimes that means we've set up the maximum tax plan because Uncle Sam is happy to take uh, income tax from all of our retirement funds that we haven't paid taxes on. So my job is to show people what their opportunities are, how they could bypass paying unnecessary tax, and then also um, maybe give your kids a stream of income instead of a lump sum distribution, uh, which protects them from themselves, and uh, it becomes a blessing and not a curse or a stumbling block later on. We do that through charitable tools. So it's very interesting listening to you. It obviously, you're working for PragerU, so obviously it helps mm-hmm. PragerU. But the truth is, it helps the person as well, because you I am sure you are right about how little time people have thought this through. Right. They don't want to deal with it. Um, And I I strongly believe you can't do something if you never knew that the opportunity existed. So just like PragerU, when it comes to legacy, I'm the educational tool. I educate. And then once they understand what they can do, it's easier for a donor to go to their advisor, implement the plan. Um, I can become the professional handholder, but when you go to an advisor, people are afraid to ask too many questions because they're gonna be billed for it. They don't wanna look stupid. And they tend to talk way way up here, not just at a, we wanna oversimplify everything make sure both spouses are on board and they understand, then I can get into the technical de- uh, details later or their advisor can. Um, so my job is really to break how, it down to the basics. Yeah, you're really clear. How, how do people get in touch with you? 
uh, they can go onto our website at PragerUlegacy.com or uh, my email is legacy at PragerU.com. Pretty simple. Wow. Thank you. I know how, mm-hmm. I know how good your work is. And uh, uh, we're really touching Many times people. our donors are uh, say, you are an answer to our prayers. We had uh, no idea these right. opportunities existed. Again, please, the email address? Legacy at PragerU.com. All right. Thank you, Jenny. You're, you're, you a joy, you're a joy to have. Well, and wishing you a very blessed birthday, Dennis. Thank you. It is. All right, everyone. Back in a moment. Dennis Prager here. Thanks for listening to the Daily Dennis Prager Podcast. To hear the entire three hours of my radio show, commercial-free, every single day, become a member of PragerTopia. You'll also get access to 15 years' worth of archives, as well as the daily show prep. Subscribe at PragerTopia.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.